0: Find a comfortable meditation seat and settle in. Feel free to sit in a chair if that's more comfortable for you. Uh, If you're uncomfortable sitting and would prefer to lie down, that's also fine. We'll just be here for a few minutes just to land. Just letting your eyes close. As you settle in, just finding this posture in which you can feel grounded, relaxed, and alert at the same time. This beautiful gesture of just taking a seat in the middle of your life. right at the center of your own experience. And so, as you sit, you can sense how we're all still arriving in the room. Some people are still physically arriving, and there may be a few more people coming in and settling in to their seats. But even if you're already sitting, you're still arriving. Can take a little time for the momentum of our lives to fall away. So just giving yourself that time at the beginning of your practice. And as you sit and settle in, just notice what aspect of your experience are you offering your attention to right now? What's presenting itself to be known? Maybe sounds in the room or outside the room, maybe thoughts or stories, maybe sensations in the body, particular moods or emotional state. Just noticing what you're offering your awareness to. Without struggling against it in any way. Just as if you're lighting the candle inside. Turning up the lights a little bit and just seeing what you're seeing. Feeling what you're feeling. Receiving this moment. With a sense of welcoming yourself to this moment exactly the way you are. Welcoming the sensations in the body. The sounds in the room. Welcoming the flow of breath in and out. Sensing the presence of the earth beneath you, supporting you as you sit. And extending that sense of welcome to include everyone in the room in this beautiful valley. welcoming yourself into your practice. Welcome, everyone. It's beautiful to be here with you on this lovely warm day. I know many of you have had to drive and battle traffic and all kinds of challenges to get here, so I'm very happy to see you all here. I want to just get a little bit of a sense of of who's in the room before we start uh, moving into our guided practice, just so that, since we'll be together for this series over the next four weeks, I really want to be able to shape the practices to your needs and interests and experience. So, um, first of all, I'm curious, how many people here have been at one of the Moving Into Meditation Evening Yoga and Meditation series that I've done here before? So, So just a couple... And how many of you are regular yoga practitioners? You have an active yoga practice. And how many of you are already active meditators? You have an active meditation practice. And let's see, how do I want to do this? There's a lot of people just... Maybe just popcorn style, a few people. Just what, what drew you, just in a word or a sentence, what was the interest that drew you to this particular class out of so many different meditation and yoga offerings? Any, just a word or phrase? Connecting mindfulness and... Connecting mindfulness and body. Thursday night, a good night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. <laughs> okay. Four weeks in, is an easy commitment. Four weeks is an easy commitment, yeah. I just did a yoga teacher, a yoga teacher training and wanting to be able to incorporate the meditation in. One, wanting to add the, add the meditation in. Uh, yeah, in the back. mindfulness and therapeutic yoga Um, and let's see another way I could think of it how many of you would think of yourself primarily as yoga people interested in learning more about meditation and how many think primarily meditators wanting to get more in their body and how many they're the same they're both of equal flow for you yeah, great and wanting to understand the relationship, great, good. Well, that's helpful to me as I think about how to how to shape what we're doing. So, the theme of this four-week series, we, all of these series, we're really exploring this relationship between um, what we think of in the West as yoga, which is the asana practice, the movements, the postures, the breathing techniques, and the meditation practices. Um, Of course, yoga, as you know, is a meditation practice in itself and has always been embedded in that context. But sometimes here in the West, it's gotten separated a little bit. So we're really holding it as the full practice here. But each of the series has had a slightly different theme. And in this particular series, we'll be really tuning in to the breath and working a lot with the breath. Uh, Because the breath is so central both in yoga asana practice and also so fundamental to meditation practice. And the breath is really fundamental to meditation practice because it anchors us in the moment. So it's this constant and reliable way of coming back to the moment. And it's also intimately connected with all of the layers of our being, so that the breath is a physical experience, it's connected to the emotions, it's connected to our state of mind. What we're doing and what we're thinking is constantly affecting our breath. I mean, you know if you have one of these tense conversations, and you know, or um, whether you're just even based on how active your body is, your breath changes constantly. So the the body and the emotions and the mind are constantly affecting the breath, and also we can work directly with the breath and affect all these other layers as well. So often in meditation practice, we're really instructed just to be with the breath without trying to change it in any way. And this is a really important skill because we kind of befriend things as they are, and as we cultivate this ability to really get to know our breath without immediately trying to control it and change it and make it be a certain way, we enhance our ability to be with everything in our life the way it is. So we learn to be with our breath. We can then, you know, if we can be with a breath just as as it is, perhaps we can be with our child, our partner, our friend. We can be with difficult situations and, and wonderful situations just as they are. However, sometimes when we're trying to be with our breath, just as it is, for many people, simply because the breath is so connected to all these other layers of our body, if there's tension or constriction in the physical body, in the emotional body, that um, it, it shows up in the breath in a way that sometimes it can be really hard to be with the breath. So you can have this experience of sitting down to meditate and, A, finding it really hard to find the breath, finding the breath hard to focus on. The mind keeps going off somewhere. It's not very interesting. It's not very vivid. Um, or it can bring, even bring up a lot of anxiety because the breath has these patterns <coughs> in it, perhaps, that have been carried over that it can start to feel like we're in this uh, echo chamber. You know, We're being with the breath, but the breath is tight. The mind races, and it can be difficult to find a way to calm down and settle down. So there's a very useful dance that here in the practices of yoga where we can really use the skillful means of yoga to relax the body, open the body, really learn to feel the breath from the inside, and then it's much easier to rest the mind in the breath. It becomes something that calls us and, and uh, supports us and nourishes us rather than something we're straining to focus on. So it can, these practices can really work together in a powerful way. So that's what we'll be exploring over the course of the four weeks, beginning with some practices just to get to know the breath, moving into skillful ways to work with the breath, to uh, calm you when you're restless, to energize you when you're sleepy. Powerful tools that can be really helpful in the seated meditation practice as well. And we'll really flow back and forth from sitting to movement to meditating, lying down, a lot of different modalities. Really holding them all as equal ways of coming home to ourself. So that really what we're practicing is presence. We aren't practicing sitting posture and we aren't practicing, you know, specific asana posture. What we're cultivating is the ability to be present and we do it through all of these different forms. So, what we'll be doing this evening is I'm going to begin with a guided meditation, breath meditation that's done lying down. And we'll do that for a little while. Then we'll move into some more moving and breathing um, yoga postures. We'll come back into stillness. We'll do some seated meditation. Um, We'll uh, we'll do a little pranayama, really the full arc of the practice. But to begin, come on onto your back. And just really find a way to be comfortable. You can have the legs stretched out, or you can have the knees bent and the soles of the feet on the floor. You want to put a little support behind your knees to ease the low back. You can do that. We'll be here a little while, so you really want to set yourself up in such a way that you can be at ease. If you think you'll get chilly, you can cover yourself. It's fairly warm in the room, so I think it'll be okay. You can have the arms by the sides with the palms facing up. Have the feet about hip width distance. And then as you lie here on your back... Just feel the support of the earth beneath you. Really let yourself know that you're lying on this floor and that down beneath the floor is the whole vast globe of the earth. And as you sense the vastness and steadiness of the earth, you can invite yourself to let go a little more fully into the support beneath you. And just scan through your body and notice the places in your body that are in contact with the support beneath you. The back of the skull. The back of the shoulders, upper back. Places on the pelvis. Places on the backs of the legs and the backs of the arms. Heels. Just that felt sense of connection with the support beneath you. And you can also sense the places that are moving away from the earth, curving into the body very naturally. Places along the spine, where the spine naturally curves away. Places along the backs of the legs and arms. just notice if there's any way that you're holding yourself away from the support. Any place that you could let go a little more fully in any of those places that are not in full connection with the earth beneath you. Just an invitation. The body may not be ready to let go, and that's completely fine. And then bringing your attention more specifically to the space of the head and the skull, the bones of the skull, the solid heavy, and also all the soft tissues of the face, the eyes the mouth, fluid weight of the brain. Just sensing through the whole space of the skull, seeing what you can soften. Maybe softening the muscles around the eyes, emptying out the jaw, and this ancient bone of the jaw. Softening the tongue and the root of the tongue. Imagining you could soften the eyes at the very back. Just soften the optic nerve. letting all the expression just empty off the face. And an in- invitation to let whatever you're holding on to in your brain just drain into the earth. And moving your attention further down your body, so flowing down the neck into the upper back and shoulders, the rib cage. Again, that sense of surrendering to the pull of gravity, letting the bones of the rib cage, shoulder girdle, shoulder blades, and arms just drop into the earth. and the sense of the soft inner organs cradled in the ribcage, the heart and lungs. Just drop also. Is there anything that you're hanging onto in the heart area that you don't need to hold onto quite so tightly? You could let just drain into the earth. And moving the attention down into the pelvis, the big heavy bowl of the pelvis. Surrendering the bones of the pelvis and sacrum into the earth. And softening the skin of the belly. Letting the organs cradled in the pelvis just relax and drop into the pull of gravity. Anything that you're holding onto in the pelvis and the organs and the bones... You could just let drain into the earth. And sensing the bones of the legs and the feet. Their weight. All the muscles of the upper leg, lower leg. Any way you're hanging on in the legs or hanging on to the legs with the pelvis, you might be able to soften, release. The legs could just drop. And then sensing the whole body, the legs, pelvis and torso, arms, skull, the river of the spine. And just opening to sense the movement of the breath as it comes in and out. And of course the breath itself, the air is moving in and out of the lungs. But the movement of the breathing you might feel anywhere in your body. Just notice where do you feel the inhale start and where does it travel to? And where do you feel the exhale start and where does it travel to? It might be anywhere. And it might be different with every inhale and every exhale. Maybe you sense it beginning just at the tip of the nose. Or maybe you sense it beginning in the chest or the belly, the low back. And it may travel through the whole body, or it may just go a little way, getting really interested in where you feel this movement of breath. You may feel it mainly moving the bones, or you may feel it moving through the soft tissues. may be very localized or it can spread all the way to the crown of the head and the soles of the feet, changing breath by breath, no way that it needs to be, just noticing how it is. Sometimes it can help to feel that movement of breath, to place one hand on the heart area and one hand on the belly. And then you're using your hands, like your attention, to sense this movement. Just notice where you're feeling it under your hands. Just notice the quality with which you're touching your body, this relaxed presence. You're not pressing in, you're not pulling away. This is the way that you can connect with the breath with your attention. It's the sense of making contact. Contact. now just releasing the hands down by your sides and bending the knees, making the soles of the feet flat. If you've got support behind the backs of the knees, you can move it out of the way. And with the knees about hip width or a little wider, just take the arms out to the side in a T shape. And just begin windshield wiping the knees from side to side. So just slowly moving the knees back and forth. You can keep the feet planted on the floor. Just drop the knees to one side and the other. Just bringing a little mobility into the hips. We'll be focusing in a lot today in the hips and pelvis because that's one of the places that the breath can get caught. So in each class, we'll focus our attention a little more on one area of the body than another. So just bringing that mobility into the hips, pelvis, low back, spine. And then as the knees go one direction, you can turn the gaze and the head the other. You're starting to do a gentle twist. Just moving with, with your own body. And then coming back to neutral, keeping the arms spread out to the side. Just lengthen out the right leg, reaching the right leg out long. And then you can place the sole of the left foot to the inseam of the right thigh and drop that left knee out to the side. And just begin to glide your foot now up and down the inseam of the leg. I'll demonstrate standing up here in case you're confused. Just gliding the foot up and down, keeping the knee out to the side. Just bringing some mobility into that left hip. And then inhale the knee up, and this time across the knee, across the leg. So again, I'll demonstrate keeping the foot on the ground and then slide the foot down the inseam of the thigh and then knee out to the side and glide the foot up. So we call this egg beaters. You're just kind of going down and up, bringing the foot up, across and down. Just a gentle spiral to wake up that hip. couple of more times. And then releasing the leg out. Just feeling the difference between the two sides. And then bending the other knee. You're bending the right knee now. And first just dropping that right knee out to the side and just gliding the foot up and down a couple of times, moving slowly. You can inhale up and exhale down. And then the next time you inhale up, knee comes up toward the ceiling and then angles across the leg, and then you slide that foot down the inseam of the thigh again, down to the ankle, and then you at the bottom, roll the knee out to the side and bring it up. So this fluid, circular movement, moving with the breath, just bringing some mobility into the hip. Just a couple of more times. And then release that leg out. Again, just feel into the whole low belly, breath moving into the bowl of the pelvis. And then bringing the soles of the feet together, dropping the knees out to the side. And just reach down between your knees, pick those feet up and clasp onto the outside of your feet. Letting the knees wing out to the side. And then just with the hands, as if you were pulling the feet away from each other, they won't go very far, just opening up a little space between the feet, and then pressing with the feet back into the hands to activate the thighs, this feeling of the thigh bones moving away from the pelvis. And then just pull a little harder on the left side, and you'll rock over to the left a little bit. And then a little harder on the right side, and you'll rock over to the right. And just rocking back and forth. And then as you rock to the left, unfurl that left foot so the sole of the foot points up toward the sky. And then you rock back the other way, gather that foot in, and unfurl the right and just back and forth. You can keep the knees bent. Or if you have super flexible hamstrings, you can begin to really open the hamstring out. But mainly, we're focusing on the pelvis. Just rocking from side to side, opening up a little space in the pelvic floor. And then coming back to center. And then taking the soles of both feet toward the ceiling, happy baby pose, drawing down on the outsides of the feet, just breathing into the whole pelvic floor. And then release the clasp, soles of the feet back down onto the floor, hip distance apart release the arms by the sides, and just take a couple of breaths here. And then on the next inhale, just arch the low back, press the tail down, and as you exhale, gather the belly back, tuck the tail under, press the sacrum down. And we'll oscillate back and forth a few times like that. Inhale, arching, opening. So we're not going all the way up into bridge pose yet. We're just massaging the low back a little bit with this gentle pelvic movement. And you can notice how this simple movement can ripple all the way up the spine. And so you can begin to assist that a little bit. As you arch the low back, you can drop the chin down toward the breastbone, toward the collarbone. And then as you exhale, draw the belly back, tuck the tail under, just open the throat. And back and forth a couple of times like that. So you're undulating. You're moving opposite ends of the spine in opposite directions, starting to get that current of fluidity right down the core of the spine. Such an important channel to open for our meditation practice. And then come on back to neutral. And this time, as you inhale, just sweep the arms up and overhead as you press into the feet and lift the pelvis. So inhaling, lifting the pelvis up into a bridge pose. And then exhale, the arms come down, the pelvis comes down, spine pours down. And repeating that now. Inhale, lifting, rolling the spine up. And exhale, rolling the spine down, vertebrae at a time. So continue this movement with your own breath. Backs of the hands come down behind you. Hands and pelvis descend together. And a sense that you're pouring the spine down, a vertebra at a time beginning to massage out, that inhale like filling of the balloon of your pelvis and lifting up. And if this movement is too much for any reason, you can just go back to that gentle rocking of the pelvis. And then the next time you lift the pelvis, keep it lifted grounding down into the soles of the feet and you can release the arms down by your sides. And then keeping the upper arms down, lift the fingertips to point up toward the ceiling and just press down into the elbows to lift the chest a little more. Palms facing toward one another and just breathing into the chest Breathing into the pelvis, imagining that you're hugging a block between your thighs. And then you can release the hands down, and then slowly pour that spine back down. Pelvis to the earth. And just pause a breath or so, and just feel the effects on your breath of just these simple movements, the effect on where you're feeling the breath in the body. And then rolling to one side. And just making your way up and coming into a wide-legged child's pose. So you can take the knees apart, big toes together. If child's pose is uncomfortable for you, you can just stay on all fours. Or you can slide a cushion underneath your sitting bones, underneath your head. And taking the knees a little wider like this will move you a little deeper into the hips. Again, it can be useful for meditation. I'm just letting the hips settle back. Feeling the belly moving against the thighs. And again, if this is uncomfortable for you, you can also do child's pose on your back. Anytime I suggest child's pose, you can just come onto your back and hug the knees in. We're just going to stay here for a little bit. So if it's uncomfortable for you, please adjust. So we'll be holding poses a little longer than you might in a regular yoga class just because we're holding them as meditation poses. So it's an opportunity to really settle in and allow the feelings to be received by your attention allowing the sensations to blossom and unfold and to connect with the breath in each unique shape where do you feel it here and breathing into the areas of stronger sensation Notice how that affects the sensation. A sense of plenty of time. And then making your way up onto all fours, planting the hands down just beginning some simple cat-cow movement. So you'll exhale round the spine, drawing the belly back, dropping the head. And then inhale, gliding the heart forward, arching the back. And just round and arch with your breath, bringing that fluidity again into the spine. So helpful for meditation. If I had one thing I would do before meditation. It's open up the spine like this. so Letting the movement move with your breath. And then beginning to add in the movement of the leg. So the next time you inhale and arch, you can reach that right leg out behind you, reaching it long. And then as you exhale, round the spine, draw the knee in toward the forehead. just continuing that back and forth, blossoming out, belly back as you exhale, connecting breath and movement. And then the next time you come into your inhale, You can keep the leg out behind you. If it's a strain to keep it lifted, you can place the toes on the ground. And then if it's right for your body, just reaching the opposite arm, So reaching that left arm out, getting that long connection. And you can turn the palm to face in toward the ear. That'll give you a broader space across the shoulders. Couple of breaths here. And then release the hand down, knee down. Just pause for a breath. And then take that movement to the other side. So you're adding in now the left leg, blossoming out as you inhale, gathering in as you exhale, rounding. Moving with breath. and that sense of exploring your body. So if at any point it's not right for your body, just go back to that simple movement on hands and knees. And the next time you inhale out, you can keep the leg extended, you can have the toes on the ground. If there's any strain in the low back, just keep the toes down, and then reach the arm out in front if it's right for your body. Breathing here. And the breath move into the space behind the heart. And the breath stay deep as the body is working. And then the hand and the knee come back down. And all the way back to child's pose again. And pause here. If child's pose is uncomfortable... Always free to just stay up on hands and knees. And again, just connect with the movement of the breath in the body. Notice how the movements change the way you experience the breath. And notice where you feel the movement of the breath, maybe in the belly, the chest. In this pose, you can often feel the breath moving in the floor of the pelvis, right between the sitting bones. Can you feel the inhale traveling all the way down to the pelvic floor? And then again, rolling up onto all fours. And you can make your way back to a downward-facing dog pose. If a downward dog is uncomfortable for you or a strain on your arms, you can keep the knees down and do a half-dog pose. So a half-dog just looks like the knees down, hands reaching out, hips drawing back. And just play a little bit in your downward-facing dog. Just bending one knee, then the other, rolling the belly from one side to the other. If half dog is better for your body, just playing there. Downward dog variation, it's also to come to the wall and just place the hands on the wall. So if that works well for you, you can try that. Just let the movement flow, a few more breaths, so that your dog is liquid. I said liquefy your dog once in a class, and people started to laugh, so I thought that's maybe not the right image. (laughs) And then just stepping that right foot forward between the hands, and just... Coming into a low lunge, so dropping the left knee down. Just settling into that hip a little bit. Again, just take a moment to feel yourself here. You may feel the stretch in the left groin, the right outer hip. Just see where it is in your body. and it can be useful to have a little support under the hands. If you find that you're struggling to reach the ground, you can use your blocks if you have them, or a cushion, just to give a little more height. We're just going to begin exploring some mobility in that right hip. Just exhale, drawing the hip back, folding a little forward over that front leg, and then inhale, gliding the hip forward just pulsing back and forth here only as far as is right for your body so there's no need for the leg to come all the way straight you're just feeling your way into the hips noticing what's true making friends with the hips, the hamstrings and then the next time the hips come back You can just stay here a few breaths. Again, the cushions can be really nice for giving a little more height. If you're wanting more intensity in the hamstring, you can lift the toes and draw the toes back toward the head. And that will give you a little more of a stretch. So feeling your way in. And then come forward. And we'll be making our way down a little deeper into this hip. So again, just really move respectfully with your body. You may just want to stay here with the hands on some support. You can take the support to the inside of the hands and walk, I mean inside of the foot, and walk the foot a little more toward the outer edge of the mat. And then gradually, kind of breath by breath, begin to see if your body invites you a little deeper. Maybe you'll bend the elbows and come down onto the cushion, maybe all the way down to the floor. Again, depending on your body. So the idea is not to be forcing any kind of opening, but to be guiding the awareness into that part of the body and entering into a conversation with it. So in these longer holds, we really drop in and, and I say, hello, hip, what's in there? How are you? Not bullying ourselves in any way, but opening up a dialogue. And some people find if they turn the right toes out a little more, it gets into the hip in a different way. Some people like the toes pointing forward. You can just again see what feels like the right exploration for your body. And if you want more intensity, you straighten the back leg, tucking the toes under. Again, just exploring, feeling your way in. and then releasing back up just keep the right foot forward for now and again just a little exploration here in the pelvis, the low belly you can begin to roll the belly toward that right thigh so you're starting to come into a gentle twist and place the hand on the right thigh drop the right hip bone down And as you drop the left side of the pelvis and roll the heart up, just begin to get this opening all across the low belly. And you can either keep the hand down or if it feels really natural, just blossom that right arm up. A few breaths here. And then releasing down. And coming all the way back either to child's pose or downward facing dog or all fours. Whatever really feels like a good transition or resting place for you. If you're wanting more energizing and active practice, some people love to transition through down dog, but also really nice just to come back to the child's pose and notice now the difference in sensation between the two sides of the low belly. Notice where you're feeling the breath. Notice the breath in the back body. Then just gradually, if you're in child's pose, coming up to all fours or to down dog and making your way to the other side. You'll step the other leg forward, left leg. And just come into that low lunge. And dropping the knee feeling your way down so you're letting the energy settle down and in opening up the hips and the pelvis can be so helpful for meditation and connecting with the breath not just physically but energetically Because as we drop into the pelvis, the hips, we feel our connection with the earth. So you can start that pulsation now, exhaling the hips back, inhaling forward. And again, it can be helpful to have a little height underneath the hands. Just moving with your breath. See if it feels good. Come forward. Just gradually begin to work your way deeper in. You can walk the foot out to the outside, take the hands to the inside. And if you're finding this a challenge to do on your knees like this, I'm just going to demonstrate how you can do basically the same pose on your back. You can just come over onto your back with one leg out, the other knee bent and drawn in, you're basically doing the same thing, but you don't have all of that pressure. So if at any point you would prefer to do it on any of these standing poses lying down, give me a signal and I'll show how that can be done. Just making your way into that hip. Again, with that sense of being conversational. This hip may be very different from the other one. So you're never dominating. You're exploring. And again, if you want to add more intensity, you straighten that back leg. So you're constantly modulating your practice. And then gradually making your way up and out and just taking it into the twist. Again, you're just rolling the belly toward left thigh. and can take the left hand to the thigh. Feel the right side of the pelvis dropping down. And the arm comes up if it's easy and natural, but we're really focusing more in this pose in the hips and the low belly. Connecting with sensation. And then releasing the hand down, coming all the way back to child's pose. And again, just pausing. Just noticing where you feel the breath. Again, you can be on all fours if you'd prefer, you can be on your back. You remember at the beginning of the practice we noticed where we first felt the movement of the inhale, where we first felt the movement of the exhale. So now you can tune into the same thing in this resting pose. Where does the inhale begin and where does it travel? Where does the exhale begin and where does it travel? And then coming up to all fours. And again, just making your way back to downward facing dog or half dog. Really letting the weight of the skull go. And fine to do half dog, just keep the knees on the ground and stay on all fours. And you let the skull go. And keep letting the skull go as you gradually walk the feet toward the hands. And just come into a forward bend. Bending the knees as much as you need to. Really release the weight of the skull. Emptying out the jaw. And as you release the skull, can you breathe into that space at the base of the skull, right where the skull meets the neck? In fact, it can be helpful to reach up and take your hands there and just gently massage along the whole base of the skull. Tug on the hair a little bit. That's another place that the energy can get really stuck in our meditation practice is the base of the skull. Really massaging in there. And then bending the knees as much as you need to and just rolling all the way up coming up to standing. Just finding yourself in this basic standing pose. Just connecting here in standing meditation for a moment. So this is one of the classic meditation postures taught by the Buddha. We often rush through it in our yoga practice and in our meditation practice we often think that sitting is the only position, but you could stand for a whole meditation period. Just take a moment here, just connect with that rooting of the feet down into the earth. And you can feel the triangles of the feet formed by the ball of the big toe the ball of the little toe the center of the heel can you sense that the weight is evenly distributed across the triangles of the feet the sense of the arches light and lifting the soles of the feet are Buoyant, open to the earth. Can you sense the crown of the head open, soft and receptive to the energy of the sky? The sense of inner alignment. As the energy drops from the sky down through the center of the crown of the head, through the center of the skull, down through the heart, through the belly, and out the floor of the pelvis into the earth. And at the same time, energy rises from the earth, lifting up through the floor of the pelvis through the center of the belly, through the heart, through the center of the skull, and out the crown of the head. A Sense of being aligned around that central river of energy, rooted and open. So from here, we'll be moving into some standing poses aimed at really opening again the pelvis, the hips. If at any point any of the standing poses are not working for your body, feel free to come back to this basic standing pose and rest. Also, I'll be offering various modifications throughout. Um, so change, adapt to suit your body, and if you're having still having trouble raise your hand and I'll come over and give you some assistance. There's so many ways to do these poses that open the pelvis and hips. We don't have to strain or push our bodies in any way. So to begin with, you can turn sideways on your mat. Um, why don't we all be facing up toward the roughly the direction of the upper meditation hall? and just spin on your heel of the left foot so the left toes point out right toes angle slightly in and check that alignment so that the heel of the left foot and the instep of the right are lined up. And then on an inhalation just float the arms up really buoyant. Sometimes in yoga we can get very tense in the upper arms So, that sense of relaxed relaxed extension, as if the arms are floating on pillows of air, very open armpits, joints open, and then just bend this left knee, tracking the knee out over the ankle, keeping active through the right leg, and you can bend just a little bit or you can bend quite a lot, depending how much energizing you want in the legs. The left knee is tracking out over the left ankle. The outer bank of the right foot is grounding down, and you can feel the weight even across those triangles of the feet. And then place that left elbow down on the left thigh. Sweep that right arm out and long. Just begin a gentle pulsation here to open up the upper back. So you'll inhale, rolling the heart up toward the ceiling as you bend that elbow, wing it back, and then exhale out long, roll the heart and belly down. And again, if the legs are getting tired, you can back out and just do the arm movement. So you're really beginning to explore that upper back, bring some ease and mobility. And then grounding down into the feet, just windmill up, keeping the leg bent if it works for your body, just coming back into the basic warrior pose. And then the hand to the right thigh, the left arm sweeps out and over, reversing the warrior, breathing into the left side of the body. And a couple of times just back and forth, exhaling down and over, inhaling back and up, feeling that groundedness in the lower body, that sense of seaweed arms just floating. Again, you can make this easier on yourself by having the left leg straight or just coming all the way up to standing and doing the seaweed arms, so just exploring That's right for your body. Then coming all the way up, straightening that left leg, keeping the arms extended as you exhale and turn the left foot in. Then take an inhale and gather the energy in. And then exhale as you turn the palms down, settle the energy down into the earth. Just pause for a couple of breaths, feeling down into the earth. Feeling the warmth of the skin, movement of the breath. Just taking that pause between sides just to feel, connect especially to that Inquiry of where are you feeling the breath in the body? Where does it begin and where does it travel? And then taking it now to the other side. So you'll spin on the heel to turn the right toes out, left toes in. Just find that alignment, that grounding down. And then inhale and float the arms up. Relaxed arms. Sometimes it helps to get that relaxed extension if you turn the palms up for a couple of breaths and just feel how that opens across the shoulders. And then keeping that openness, turn the palms back down. And then on the next exhale, just bending that right knee, coming into the warrior, settling the tailbone down. A couple of breaths here. And when you're ready, taking that right forearm down to the thighs, arm overhead, you can just begin that gentle pulsation with the breath, just inhaling the elbow back, opening the heart, and exhaling, extending out. Windmill motion, so actually first coming all the way up to reverse warrior, so coming all the way up, taking it the other direction. And again I would just flow back and forth. Riding on the waves of the breath. And then coming all the way back up to Warrior. Just straightening that front leg. Turning the feet in as you exhale. Keeping the arms wide. And then again, inhale. Gathering in. And exhale. Exhale settling the palms down. And just pausing here and breathing, feeling that connection into the earth. This pause between is so important when we're doing a meditative yoga practice, the sense that we're not galloping from one pose to the next without feeling, but that we get to receive the echoes in the body of whatever we've been doing. So we'll move from here into a triangle pose. So again, spinning on that heel, left toes out, right toes in. Again, that floating inhalation, relaxed upper body that sense of the arms just floating on those air pillows that are the updraft. And then reaching out long, reaching as long as you can with the legs straight before you drop that left hand down, reach that right arm up. And if you want a little more opening in the shoulder, you can bind the triangle. So reach around with the hand behind the back. The hand can come to the inside of the left thigh. Breathe into the heart area. Feeling that connection down into the earth. and then explore taking the arm, top arm out over the ear so the right arm comes out over that right ear, turning the palm down breathing into the space behind the heart and then again inhaling all the way up, turning the feet in as you exhale The inhale gathers the energy in, and the exhale settles it down. The hand's moving slowly, coming down, almost like a coffee press, grounding into the earth. And that pause between sides. And then taking it in the other direction. breath by breath getting the alignment of the feet the solidity in the feet inhale as you float the arms up and the exhale takes you out in a sense that you're lengthening equally back body and front body so thinking of it not so much as a back bend you're still continuing to breathe and open into the kidney area, tailbone reaching long. Breathing into the back ribs as much as the front ribs. You can bind with the left arm around behind the back if you want to open the shoulder a little more. Left arm out and overhead, turning the palm toward the ground. and then inhaling all the way up, exhale as you turn those toes to face forward, the inhale gathers the energy in, and then the exhale, energy, attention, down, 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 into the feet, slowly rooting down, and just pausing. Whole body breathing. And then just reaching around behind the back and interlacing the fingers. And you can bend at the elbows and just take the hands to the outside of the right hip. And then with the hands here, just begin to press the elbows gently toward one another. So it's a subtle movement, but it's a nice opening for the shoulders. Just moving the elbows toward one another. They may not go very far. Just breathing now, this other area we get so stuck, upper back shoulders. And then release the hands down change the cross of the fingers so you're interlacing the other way take the hands over toward the outside of the left hip and again just squeeze the elbows toward one another breathing into the upper chest and then release coming back to center And again, switch the interlace of the fingers. And this time, you'll be folding forward, bending the knees as much as you need to. Folding forward. Clasped hands reaching up and back and overhead. Again, you can bend the knees to take it out of the low back. Or if bending forward doesn't work for your body, just stay upright. And just gently lift the clasped hands away from the low back. And again, really letting the weight of the skull go. Even on the three corners of the feet, the triangles of the feet, arches lifting. And then slowly releasing, coming all the way up. And then just heel toeing the feet toward each other, but not all the way in. We're gonna finish up by coming into a squat pose. So again, be careful with your knees in this. If, if squatting does not work for you, just come down into happy baby pose on the floor again, Otherwise, just dropping into a deep squat. Heels settling toward the earth. And again, careful with the knees. If you're not used to doing this, come on over onto your back and just bend the knees, soles of the feet, toward the sky. Just settling the hips down. Sometimes it helps to have the hands out in front to balance. Or if it works for your body, you can draw the palms together in prayer position at the heart. Just feeling the breath moving. Low belly, pelvic floor, kidneys, sacrum. Can you feel that whole area expanding with the breath? with Every inhale. Gathering back with every exhale. And just walking the hands forward to release. And we'll be coming into a gentle supported inversion. So I'll demonstrate with the cushion, you'll take your meditation cushion, place it on your mat and just come onto your back with the back of the pelvis supported on the cushion, upper body, shoulders onto the ground, soles of the feet flat on the ground. So this should be a very comfortable position. If it's any strain, then just come flat onto your back. And you don't want a super back bend here. So slide the cushion far enough under so that it supports the whole sacrum, tailbone, so that you're not hanging off the edge. If anything, you'd, ha- you'd want it more toward the other side of the, uh, of the cushion slide this down a little more this way so it's less of a back bend and more of a relaxing pose so we sometimes do this supported bridge as an as a back bend but this is really more of an inversion a sense of the pelvis being neutral the belly higher than the heart In the sense that the breath can move into the whole area of the belly, hips, pelvis. The brain can drain. And again, just notice where do you feel the breath begin and where does it travel? Where does the exhale begin and where does it travel? Begin to connect, especially with that exhalation, with that long emptying of the exhalation. And again, if there's any strain in this pose, just come down flat onto your back. Because we're beginning to really move into this inward attention to the feeling of the exhalation, emptying all the way out. And then there's this slight natural pause before the inhale rolls in. So beginning to open up your awareness of that pause at the bottom of the exhale before the start of the inhale. And as you connect with that natural turning at the bottom of exhale, just begin to open it out a little longer. So let the exhale pour out naturally, and then just pause for a heartbeat or two before the inhale comes in. The inhale will just roll in naturally on its own and the exhale will follow and then again just that opening out just for a heartbeat or two after every exhale as if you are falling into a pool of stillness And then surfacing again for the next breath. And if that feels comfortable for you, after the next natural exhale, you can widen the space a little further. So maybe instead of a count of two, it's a count of four before that inhale comes back in. And if that was feeling comfortable with no sense of strain, you might just pause in that exhale and just wait and see when the breath comes. So you're not holding the breath away. You're just suspending. And then there'll be this moment when the breath comes rolling in on an inhale, like a wave coming up over the ocean beach. You let it wave Rush all the way in and out. And then again, you just pause. Wait and let the breath come to you. And just letting that practice go. You can come down off the support of the cushion. Just come flat onto your back. Just rest in the natural breath. Staying connected to that felt sense of the wave of the breath traveling through The bones and tissues of your body, through them and beyond them. The sense that the breath is larger than you are, and you can rest back into it. And staying connected to this wave of breath before relaxation turns into sleepiness. Just roll to one side and make your way up onto your cushion for some seated meditation. Retaining the sense of rest and non-doing that you had when you were lying down. So make sure you give yourself enough support underneath you. If you don't have a a cushion, you may want to get one so that you can sit comfortably for a period of time. Sense of the lower body being solid and grounded and stable. And enough height under the sitting bones that the groins can feel soft and relaxed. And that same inner alignment that we had in the standing pose of that energetic center line right down through the crown of the head, center of the head, center of the heart down through the belly and out the pelvic floor. Letting your body organize itself around that center line. And just as when you were lying down, just let yourself rest in that wave of breath. Each one different. Beginning somewhere, rolling through the body. And the exhale beginning and rolling out. Breaths arising out of stillness and returning to stillness. I'm just resting very naturally in this wave as you open again and again to the sense of the breath coming and going, you can let yourself tune to its nourishing qualities, and qualities of well-being that it brings to every cell in your body, not as a concept, but as a felt sense. Opening to the breath as a physical experience. Letting yourself get very intimate with each coming and going. So we have a little bit of time now for any discoveries or insights or questions you may have had about the practice that we just did. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> when the breath
0: and certain poses Such a struggle. Is it best to back off and just go back into the relax, the exhale, and then come back into the inhale again? So the question is: um, In certain poses, the inhale becomes a struggle, and and so is it better to to back off from the po, back off from the edge? yeah, well, if the if the breath, if you're struggling to breathe in a pose, the breath is a, a powerful barometer for your body. So if you're having a hard time breathing, to back off the physical intensity is always a good thing and to come back to the place where you can actually breathe um, with some ease. Now, that said, of course, as we start to work the body, naturally the breath gets more rapid. That's just a natural physiological thing that starts to happen. But if it's a strain or if it's got a kind of ragged quality, that's a good barometer. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm, pushing, uh, I'm pushing beyond my capacity right now. It's better to back off, ease out of the pose, let the breath have a more natural rhythm. Yeah. Definitely.
1: Most of the time when I meditate, I do it sitting in a chair. Yeah. Uh, But I tried tonight to sit down on a cushion, and I noticed I had to clasp my hands to keep my uh, legs like this, my knees, because it's too painful to let them fall. And so there was a sense of strain and tightness, contraction, holding myself together. Is it better to sit in the chair?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I would say... um, Uh, In fact, I think next week we'll spend a little more time on the meditation posture itself. We have this idea that, you know, it looks like this on a cushion, but really um, that's just... I mean that's just a cultural thing because the Buddha was in a time and a place where everybody sat on the floor, and oh. and if you know the yogis and the ancient um, teachers, that was just that was not just how yogis sat. That was how everybody sat. You know whether you were, you know husking peas or or making your your food, it was all just on the floor. So go ahead and sit in a way I feel that the meditation posture should not be a yoga stretch. So it's not the place that you're pushing your physical limits. And come into a posture where the spine can be relaxed and upright and at ease. What you do with the lower body doesn't matter so much to achieve that. So next time I think I'll spend a little time looking at meditation posture and working with the chair and how to sit in a chair in a way that's, um, that supports that sense of relaxation and, and inner alignment. But if you have to struggle to hold it, then, then your mind is, is struggling and fighting from the beginning. So it's harder to relax and feel the breath. Maybe one more and then I think Sean has some announcements. Anything else? How was it to open out the, the pause after the exhalation? Yeah. That's a powerful technique if your mind is really busy or racing or you're having some kind of anxiety. Emphasizing the exhale and the pause after the exhale is very grounding and settling. Or if you're having a hard time getting to sleep at night. You do that breath, start to open that pause out. It's very soothing for the nervous system. If I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm having a hard time getting back to sleep, that's what I do. And then even if you don't go to sleep, you're calmer, you're more relaxed. Just You're not worrying about it anymore because there's that, you're nourishing the nervous system in that way. It's very useful to do at the beginning of a meditation session if you've got a particularly busy mind. Good. So, um, Sean, are you going to announce the yoga and meditation retreat, or is there still space in that? Or? I don't know. Yeah. I was thinking about the day long. Oh, the I day long a... retreat. Yeah, well, why don't you announce, and then I'll, if you've missed yeah. something, I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> chime in.
1: Hi. Apparently, there's a yoga retreat <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that I would like to invite everyone to. Yes. <laughs> um.
0: It's in June. Um, it's up the hill here. It may be full already. I don't know. It t- often mm. fills in advance. But mm. if it's not, it's a wonderful. It's a uh, yoga and meditation silent retreat with two periods of yoga a day. And it, this is our eleventh year of doing it. Mm. So,
1: are you a teacher on that? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Nice. Who are you co-teaching with?
0: Um, It'll be me, Anna Douglas, um, Howie Cohn.
1: Okay. Leading it, yeah. Great. So if it's not sold out, um, then there will be a a waiting list for anyone who'd like to think about coming to that. And uh, that's found on our website, spiritrock.org, under the retreat section. So uh, next week I'll have more information about that.
0: And, and also, while I'm thinking of it, I always forget to announce this, but I'm leading in at the Vayasitos Retreat Center in New Mexico, which is this fabulous center up in the mountains at 9,000 feet. A women's meditation retreat, which will include uh, uh, lots of movement and yoga as well.
1: Great, yeah. And there's a day long, uh, June 22nd here. It's a Sunday. Um, it's a meditation and Yoga a Day Long, with Dana De Palma and Jill Satterfield, who's an excellent yoga teacher, called Releasing and Embracing, A Day of Thoughtful Inquiry and Practice for Body and Mind. So it's all day from 9.30 to 5. So flyers are on the back uh, card table, along with Anne's retreat at Valle
0: And Jill is a fabulous teacher. Mm -hmm. I've known her for many years. She's really a wonderful master of the integration of meditation and yoga.
1: Great, yeah. So everyone's welcome to that. We do encourage people to pre-register, as this room is only so large for, for yogis. Uh, so we encourage people to pre-register as much as possible, uh, as it might sell out. And we have the audio from this evening. Let me turn off the recording. <laughs>